afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I am Pat Francis. And I'm Gary Lucy, and he's Matt Belknap. And, and we are here today to oh, have man. some fun. Gonna have so much fun. Wait, this has been so fun lately. It feels like there's like a like a Keith Richards-like infusion of new blood into the show. Like, we got rid of all our old heroin blood. Yep. We got, like, <laughs> fresh blood. We have, like, a, we have like a set record time that we're doing. It's yeah. a set schedule, so we're not, like, always like, when can you do it? I don't know. When can you do it? I don't nice. know. I have a baby. I have a new house. My <laughs> wife's saying yakety yak. I can't fucking come in. My kids need to hey, do homework. Don't talk back. <laughs> what? Uh, can I get a little more in my in my headphones? And when I say that, that, I mean I mean a little more. Yeah, yeah. Loving. Sure. Hey, uh, guys, we're recording this episode on uh, on August twelfth, Sunday morning. Oh, and, it's a uh, hot August day. It's a hot August day because last night I went to see Neil Diamond. It was his first time at the Greek Theater in twenty five years. Audio and video were recording, and I'm he knows not, he knows what he did. And I'm not talking about rerun and the uh, and the uh, <laughs> what's happening, gang. I mean, they, I think they were recording uh, Hot Dogs for a DVD three oh, okay. last night. So, oh. uh, but um, Neil was uh, he's 71 years old. He played some of the songs a little slower than he normally would, and he was moving a little slower. And uh, the band looked like just a bunch of uh, people that would be. Uh, in, a, in an old folks home. Forever uh, in mom jeans. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, I did want to play a quick piece of stage patter from Neil's 1970 concert at the Troubadour, where I think Neil might be high. Okay. So this is... Uh, this wow, it's really jammed in here tonight. I really feel sorry for you, you know, like put together. Feels great from up here. I got to tell you, this, uh, okay. this show is that, being recorded. That's <laughs> so he's telling the people the troubadour holds about two hundred fifty people. So he's basically saying, "You people look really uncomfortable out there." Wow, that's that sucks. I've got lots of room up here, and uh, all right. So uh, he just sounds like hi to me. Hey, whoa, why man. did they leave that in? I don't know. Like when they're make, when you're making the album. So he listened to that at some point. Yep. Yeah. No, no, keep that. That's good. Of, of sound, mind, and body. He yep. listened to that clip and he was like, "Yeah, maybe he was high when he listened to the clip." That mm, yeah, could be. Was he a guy who did drugs? I think he probably smoked some weed back then. Eh, sure, casually. in the seventies. Never heard anything about him being like having any. He never had a problem. Obviously. No, no, no. I bet he just smoked some weed and had. A, I enjoyed had, it. Had a drink. It. Listen to that voice. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he had a, a whiskey after the show. Yeah. Um, I had a uh, I had a brief observation before your thing about uh, today uh, the Olympics wrapping up and uh, that's it's just about right, right? Aren't you, aren't you about Olympic yeah. out and like? Well, I'm tired of them keeping me up until midnight right? just <laughs> yeah, to see the show. one thing Do I want to see. It? Yeah, they got to figure out a better system with that with the internet and stuff. Seems like we could yeah. get all our Olympics in in uh, 20 minutes. Without, uh, <laughs> but. Just show the winners. Just show everyone crossing finish lines. <laughs> he wins. But I was thinking that the Olympics are like the municipal equivalent of a tattoo. Is it like, <laughs> like years from now, say, London, why do, you, why do you have this aquatic center in the middle of the suburbs? Ah, <laughs> we had the Olympics in 2012. We got drunk and had the Olympics. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm actually going to London uh, in October with my wife. Good time. Uh, She's going to be teaching. So, hope, well, hopefully oh. I get to see some of that oh, stuff yeah. will still be up and about. Maybe like you can jump Olympic in those Village. pools. <laughs> Maybe I can. Yeah. In October, freezing. No one's going to be in them. <laughs> nope. 
You'll just be swimming around by yourself. <laughs> Race myself. Won. Won the gold. <laughs> Can you guys ever, in your wildest imagination, jump off one of those 30-meter oh, things? It looks so high. It's no, so crazy. It, have you done it? Have no, ever- no. I've jumped off. A, I've I've done a cliff jump. That Really? Was, yeah, when I was a dumb teenager. I had um, a cliff bar. <laughs> 15 years ago, I went to the water park with Pardo, and I would climb the whole way up to the slide, and then I'm like... I can't do it. Got to go back down. So I couldn't even do some of the slides. You're like a child. You're like I know, a two-year-old. I do it. <laughs> I d- then, then he finally gets me to go in one, and like you know, you, you go, and then it gets steep yeah. as you go through this tube, and then it, it's not a closed tube. It em- the tube only goes for like ten feet. I was like flailing at the wall, like trying to stop myself. I was like so. Why? Petrified. That's fun at that part. I don't know. I was so petrified. Although this will maybe this will make you never ever ever want to go on that. I went to college with a guy who was at a water park and the tubes are like you know they can't obviously manufacture them all in one giant right, thing right, so right. they're it's pieces together. that are bolted together somehow they're they're glued together or something it's gonna freak me out yeah that it, it came apart oh. a little bit and like the lip of one of the things was up ah. like so he went over it and sliced his entire leg open ah. Like he had this huge, like a huge mandolin scar. slicer. <laughs> yes, oh exactly. He was like a he was oh, Julian. Julian. Oh, <laughs> oh, you! I think oh, you had God. told me this before, and I feel the exact same <laughs> yeah. way as when yeah, you told it to me the so first horrible. time. Horrible. <laughs> So this episode horrible. brought to you by Raging Water. <laughs> the, the same thing happened to my friend, except this, the, the piece just fell out, and he just fell uh, 100 feet. Is that true? Grunt. No. Uh, well, that would explain why you were scared of them. <laughs> at least on that high dive, you may be three stories up, but at least you're almost naked, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those bathing suits are skimpy. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Not a lot to the imagination. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, this reminds me of something. Not really. <laughs> Bad segue. Uh, Gary uh, was talking about Def Leppard re-recording uh, some hits. Been uh, all over the news lately. Yeah, been all over the news. <laughs> CNN. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure Joe Elliott was uh, being interviewed by... Uh, he was in the situation. Yeah, though. sure. He was on... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so I uh, I put a bunch of these together, and we'll just listen to, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the original, and then the re-record, and uh, we'll see what we think. I'm gonna, we'll start with Def Leppard. This is, uh, this is the original version of Rock of Ages. How did they recreate that line? That's impossible. Well, wait till you hear it. Or did they just sample the the Offspring song? Okay, I think that's good. Jump to the next one. (laughs) With the chuckles, even. I know, because they know it. This is ridiculous, so they're laughing at themselves. Ooh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's better to burn out. Yeah, fade away. So I mean, that's if that was the original, great. Yeah. But in comparison, it's just missing. It just feels like milk. That's you know, like when milk is like a couple days past. It's yeah. They get just slightly up, yeah. slightly up. Yeah, Won't make you sick, but it's, no, yeah, but right. it, is, it yeah. doesn't doesn't do it. All right, uh, now we're going to jump to an example. This is Foreigner. Uh, this is Cold as Ice. It's with the original lead singer, and then we'll hear the new guy. All right, now let's go to the new singer, Kelly Hansen. That was Lou Graham. This is Kelly Hansen. Oh, 
Now, I will say, I like this singer. He sounds good. I mean, he sounds yeah, pretty he, accurate. He is pretty accurate, and he does a great job live. And um, again, I, I guess this is one of those times when now they can license these re-records and not pay Lou Graham other than a writing royalty. <laughs> I mean, I really don't really know why. I'm not sure why bands do this. I'm not. I don't, I don't understand. It's uh, definitely some kind of legal end around. Yeah. So, um, okay, this next one, this is Kiss. Okay. This is the original version of Love Gun, followed by... The re-record, which does not have Peter and Ace on, it has Eric Singer, uh, Eric Singer, and uh, Love Gun and '89. Or something, or? Uh, it was uh, recorded in 2008. So okay. here we go. Here's the original Love Gun. Okay, and here's the re-recorded classic. There's a little bit more going on with the drums. It sounded like a little bit more fills in there to me. But, I mean, again, uh, this is just so they don't have to pay Ace and Peter, I think. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I really think that's why. He's singing about his dick. <laughs> I know. It's a love, love gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's it. It uh, brings to mind the, the question about... Uh, um, me and me and Matt have been playing a lot of song pop lately, uh-huh. and there's like a lot of like re-records and hinky live oh, versions yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. oh, on there. Is there okay? And and it, and it and it and it makes you think about like um, the difference between like songs and performances, mm-hmm. and like so, like 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 we're fans. Like we think of it songs, but it's actually performances. Yeah, like so these certain like performances captured in the mm-hmm. in the uh, studio. Uh, once upon a time. Yeah, I mean, like it's easy to say, "Hey, anybody could have made Call Me Maybe a hit," but I don't know. Let's <laughs> don't give know. Carly Rae a little bit of credit. Yeah, yeah, she's bringing something to the table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got three more of these. This next one, this is uh, this is a song Matt and I have talked about that it's uh, it's like almost a perfect eighty song. This is uh, "Working for the Weekend" by Loverboy. Let's hear the opening. Get to the vocal and then we'll stop it. Okay. Now play the play the beginning of that one more time, real quick. Just that. Okay. That cowbell. You got to have that at the beginning of this song. <laughs> yeah. So now it's uh, it's thirty years later. Uh, this album just came out last week. It's called Rock and Roll Revival. It's got three new Loverboy songs, and then they re-recorded all their hits. Uh, I guess it would be. I guess it would be like a live album without being in front of an audience. <laughs> but I, it, seriously, but here's working there, for the week. Are there any like different? Are there, are there any lineup changes or just the uh, same? just just the bass player? Because the original bass player was lost at sea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. What? He was. He went out on his boat and never came back. Wow. Why are we laughing so hard at that? Why are you <laughs> laughing? That is such it's horrible it's a tragedy. It's hilarious because it's it's it's, a, it's like a, it, that's like Spinal Tap. It's just a hilarious way for but it's true i know I, and i said that straight up and you guys laugh like idiots i know because it's uh, just uh, as a for a rock and roll footnote to come to that kind of untimely demise is so funny he's probably what if he's on an island right now with an all seagull oh. version of love okay let's try let's see how they ruined working for the re- weekend in 2012 oh. 
Okay, stop. What? what? Why did they do that? Why did they do that? It's still a cowbell. It's just at the other end of a drainage tunnel. Yes. It doesn't even sound like the other one's like tink, tink, tink. And this one's like conk, conk, conk. Let's hear it again. That's lame. Back to back. See, that's right there in your face. There's like the echo on that. Insane echo. Yeah, that's, that's well, really Let's bad. hear a little of my Greeno's voice and... But other than that, they some of these sound a little heavier. They kind of like crunchier, yeah, yeah, uh, beefier for sure. They're like, it's the '90s, right? Let's crunch <laughs> it up. No, it's 2012. Oh. <laughs> what? All right, two more. <laughs> this is um, this is Journey. I, I think this might be one of the hardest vocalists to replace. This is a. Uh, uh, Steve Perry singing Only the Young. Here we go. Do you guys know this song at all? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay, and now this is Arnel Pineda mm-hmm. from uh, from the Philippines. They they Again, they re-recorded all their hits, and here's Arnel. Now that's eerie. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Has anyone done a DNA check on this guy? Because like, <laughs> you know the journey like did some shows that's in the true. Philippines in the early eighties, <laughs> late seventies. Oh, I thought you said maybe Steve Perry's mom fucked some Filipino and like brothers. <laughs> no, I'm saying he spread his seed in, in their heyday, and then this is the result. That's, I he know, created his own replacement. Now this one, this last one, we're closing out with. The, I think this is the best of the best. I'll tell you a quick story about this. Uh, this is uh, Sticks and the song's "Lady." Okay. And it's from their uh, 1973 album, Sticks 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 95, they wanted to release a Greatest Hits album, but uh, Lady was on uh, an independent label uh, back then called Wooden Nickel, and they would not give Sticks the rights to include this on their Greatest Hits because they felt, well, then no one's ever going to buy Sticks 2. They only buy this because of Lady. Right. So uh, the band went in and recorded it as Lady 95, and <laughs> I- I'm serious. I think, this is, I think this is the best one ever. Listen to the f- original. I know. Loverboy would have put conk. (laughs) Okay, now go to Lady95. Wow. Yeah. When you're with me, I'm smiling. It's just a little cleaner from the technology, I guess. Yes. But this is one, if I played you this, you wouldn't know that this wasn't the original. I would just think it was remastered or yeah. something. Yeah. Me up when I'm just touch me. All right. Man, <laughs> so, I don't want to give Dennis Young too much credit, but I think maybe that might have like benefited from the wisdom of years. Like maybe he's, you know, he's loved the lady for a few more years now and it has a little more resonance, you know, mm-hmm. for him somehow. than, than the, And uh, the only difference between Lady 95 and Lady other than... Is that uh, Tommy Shaw sings backup vocals on Lady 95, and he wasn't in the band. Oh. And I think he was uh, four years old when the original <laughs> Lady was recorded. Definitely the best behind the All music. All right, so that was fun with our re-records. Uh, you know, why bother? 
But um, you that's know, crazy. That's what they do. Okay. I, yeah, because it, it's like uh, you know, b- uh, fans get mad. Like uh, it just sounds the same as their old songs. Like uh, I know we'll record our old songs. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, so like, and then they, and then they seem to like that. So. But uh, you know, I understand from a live point if the, if your singer leaves and you need to get a new singer. Uh, but then when pretend like the old guy never yeah, existed. But then when they're, when they're laying it down on vinyl, um, <laughs> so Gary, yeah, I'll let you Thank introduce you. the topic, okay. Gary, and I'll, I'll let you even kick it off because I've been talking way okay. too much. Okay, okay, Chatterbox. Um, <laughs> this is a song that uh, I believe this uh, listener suggestion, or you know, maybe uh, concurrent, maybe like uh, we came up with it, they came up with it. But uh, uh, kickoff tracks, first song, first side, mm-hmm. an album. And uh, there's a lot of ways that I don't know how you approach that. Maybe you'll tell us your uh, method. Okay. But uh, like, uh, do you go with um, the greatest songs? That just happened to come first, or do you go like? Is it like the uh, Ricky Henderson question, where like maybe not the greatest baseball player of all time, but definitely the greatest leadoff hitter right. of all time? Is it the song that sets the table the best, gets the offense going, the song that gets on base anyway? Right. Well, also, also, <laughs> I the found... song that steals second more than anyone else. Yes, exactly. sometimes the song sets you up for disappointment too. Yes, mm-hmm. because it's uh, you're like, oh my god, that song's awesome, and then the album does not pay off totally. at all. But um, yeah, so so this this it was very impossible because there's songs you love. There's great songs. And and you could just like throw a dart and and, and pick some. Yeah. Uh, so so I've I've like a, a few of the different types, and uh, I wanted to start with one that it's like this is sometimes song ones are like the rest of the album is just like a vestigial organ, just like a tail yes. that doesn't need growing. It was up only made so that they didn't want to release a single. Yeah. Because that sounded cheesy. Exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna put a whole album on this. But th- this is this is actually a good album. Uh, it's it, it, this is a song. You know, this is a song is a classic when. It, it transcends the world of music and goes over into becoming like one of those sports anthems uh-huh. that they sing in stadiums. I don't know how this happened or how, but uh, you can't uh, watch like an international soccer game without hearing this now. I'm, of course, oh. speaking of uh, <laughs> White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. All right. Cut one side, one of Elephant... On, on some sports highlights, the, the crowd going. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I don't watch sports, so I've never heard that in, in the context you're saying. But uh, it's really I, only so- it's like European soccer. Yeah. I guess the World Cup they, they were doing at the World Cup, like the last two, maybe the last two World Cups. So strange, pretty hip. For uh, yeah. I think that uh, that song is uh, the whole way around the table. Rock solid approved because I love that song. Yeah, great, um, good great. song and the decent. And, and do you know it's uh, family circus like origins? No. Uh, apparently, Jack White, when he was a kid, he thought Salvation Army was Seven Nation Army. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and he remembered that, and he, and he named the, uh, the song after a true story. I'm hoping that he uh, someday re-records that with a real drummer. No. no. Ouch. <laughs> that's no. solid. That, that, I don't yeah. care what you say. That is... Well, on that song, going, boom, boom, yeah, boom. On that song. I had a great interview. I think, you could, I think any of us could play drums on sure. that song. Though. And who wouldn't want to? I had a great yeah. interview with him recently where he really sprang to Meg's defense, where it's just like... 
you know, he's played with some of the greatest people in the world and he can't get anybody to recreate what she does. That childlike thing, it just like is exactly what like serves like those songs so perfectly that, yeah. you know. It's like uh, a kid in the kitchen with pots and pans. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, uh, I will say about the the soccer thing though. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the last World Cup was in Germany. Hearing uh, eighty thousand people in a German stadium <laughs> chanting that is a little eerie. Yep, it's not quite the effect that. Are maybe they wearing Jack uh, White intended. black, white, and red in that audience? <laughs> creepy. It's creepy. Uh, well, uh, my first uh, side one track one is uh, is off a debut album, and uh, this song I find myself singing this song all the time or may, drumming this song, even when the song's not on. This is one of those songs that's always in my head, and I'm always singing it. And this is uh, from The Police's first album, and this is Next to You. I just love everything about that. I love the drumming. I love when the f- guitar finally comes in. I love when Sting sings like he's uh, doesn't live in a castle. <laughs> like <laughs> that that's is... the Sting who lives in the in the back of a van, not the Sting yeah. who, who who you know. That is also that's one of those cut one side ones. It's almost like it's almost like a mission statement for the whole band. Yeah, not just that album, but this is like we're the police. This is what we're about. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna be like we're gonna be about this for. Th- Four years, and then we're going to record synchronous. <laughs> and look out. <laughs> uh, Gary's up. This is uh, uh, one of those cut one side ones that was just like one of those uh, like life change moments for me where, you know, like the, uh, to use a bad cliche, the uh, Wizard of Oz, you know, opened the door. Now, oh, so suddenly everything's in color. I get it now. And, you know, like the, this is like if I had to pinpoint the moment where I like threw classic rock overboard and I'm like, you know, I'm alternative all the way now. It was, uh, I just, I just started working at the uh, record factory and you were allowed to check out albums and, uh, and, uh, I ch- you know, two albums at a time. And I took out private dancer, Tina Turner. <laughs> Why <laughs> not? I, Why wouldn't you? <laughs> and I took out, Oh, this is a, I, I like that radio for Europe. I'll see what this, uh, this uh, REM song is. These REM guys are about. And I put this thing on and it just, oh, I just, I'll never forget that sitting in my, you know, my, uh, stepdad's uh you know in front of his stereo and just this thing just washing over me like oh my god i just i it was like it was like seeing god or something let's see if it let's see if it happens again harbor coat on rock solid So that has um that's everything that uh, is great about REM. It's got you get your your jangly arpeggiations of uh, Peter Buck and your melodic bass and your uh, mumbling and best of all the drumming. The drumming is crazy. Doesn't sound that much like REM though. The REM that I know. The of. REM that we came to know yeah. that's more typified by a uh, Orange Crush or something like that. Yeah. Kind of they they kind of went ZZ Top or something. That's <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But that was uh, for a while, man. That was the that was the shiznit. 
Well, um, I admit I've never heard that song. No, okay, I have um, never heard it either. It was name, say the title again. It's called Harbor Coat. Harbor Coat. Yeah, off of uh, Reckoning, their second album. H-A-R-B-O-R, like harbor. I meant the harbor. Yeah, and uh, coat, one word. Yeah. My coat. Yeah. Harbor Coat. Harbor Coat. coat. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'm going to play three in a row here real quick. Yes. These are uh, these are when the opening track, side one, track one, is also the title track of the album. Oh. That's, uh, that's something that happens. And this first one... This is a band I don't even like. <laughs> good, good. I don't like this. I don't like. I couldn't tell you what the. Uh, I, I just don't like them. Go on. But I love this <laughs> song, and this is a song uh, called "Celebrity Skin." Oh yeah, by Hole. Hole, sure. Oh, make me over. I'm all I wanna be. I walk and study. So guys, would I like the whole album? No, uh, no, I would probably not. So, I don't no. really remember going much further than that track on that. I remember was Elise, that, was that Malibu that, uh, song on there, or was that a different album? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, I feel like uh, this was the second whole album, wasn't it? This was the yeah. second. Yeah, this is the one where Billy Corrigan came in and, right. said, and said, "Hey, I got to rewrite some of these songs <laughs> for you." <laughs> it's like, whatever. So, uh, but yeah. that song is amazing. Sure. Yeah. So you're saying this is one of those examples. Not only is it the title track, it's also it's going to let you down. The album's going to let me down. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a little like, I don't know, I don't want to get too much into it. Like, there was a lot of talk about how Kurt wrote a lot of the stuff from the first album, mm-hmm. and it's, it, you know, it's just better. Like, this is a little more pop rock, like, not pop, but like pop grunge almost. It seems more like a product, yeah. That's but, a great yeah, song, though. Gonna, but yeah, yeah, certainly well, well-crafted. Well, here's, uh, here's two more title tracks in a row. I'm, I don't even, these are staples of classic rock radio. I don't even have to say the titles. Let's hear the first one. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a 1.3 in <laughs> yeah. songs box. Yep, it is. <laughs> Let's play until we hear that crazy vocal styling of Bon Scott. This is Highway to Hell for the uninitiated. <laughs> And then this next one, look, it's the end of the year. You're cleaning out your locker. You're packing up your book bag. Oh, you're, giving, you're giving your teacher the finger, and this is what you're thinking about. You're polishing up your whacking stick like in Dazed and Confused. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this, is, this is exactly what you, you're thinking about. That whack and stick comment, it sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> Polish up my whack and stick later tonight. Salute you with my whacking stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I, for for how many times I've heard that, I've probably heard anything other than the chorus maybe three times in my life. I know. Like yeah. You hear the chorus every day, no matter where you go. And right. Just that first part is almost unrecognizable. Boy, the drums on that sound uh, ancient, though, don't they? Yeah. That yeah, sounded like uh, some uh, Meg White uh, children's <laughs> drums. For real. I give I give Alice Cooper credit, but uh, I, I jump off on, on this... Uh, where he gets to the part about, uh, we can't think of a word that rhymes. Rhyme. You lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> Just, like, he tried, man. He tried. He the tried. ultimate form of rebellion. I mean, I, before I'd ever heard that Does that song. make it meta when he says, we can't think of it? Because now he's talking about himself as the songwriter of the song you're listening Maybe, to? Yeah, it's yeah. metal. <laughs> but, uh, I remember, uh, like, in grade school, riding my bike. Before I'd ever heard that song and cutting through the... Brandom High School, and I saw that written on a locker. Like school's out forever. I just thought that, that was the coolest. Thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah, man, uh. school is out, Jack. Um, <laughs> these are a couple of examples, or maybe just one example. We'll see how it goes. Because I didn't bring that many songs of uh, of us of uh, where it's just kind of like the best song on the album, and you know you don't really need to go yeah. much further than that. Uh, how about a little from uh, 100% Fun, Mr. Matthew Sweet. Oh. The sick of myself is how great is this song i love it and again this is in my itunes but no other songs by yeah. from this album to the rest of the album but that, that's just per- perfection it's yeah just, I mean it doesn't get much better than that I mean if the whole album could live up to that song that would be like one of the, the most popular albums of all time that is such a great song and maybe it is going at a high rate and maybe that's just like so far maybe that's Usain bolting it I guess so <laughs> ahead of the, but uh, that 100% fun album it has uh, Matthew Sweet um, as a youngster like on the cover like with some big headphones on mm-hmm. in his yeah. back room and uh, do you ever notice what, it, what, what album he's listening to no is it's, it Kiss is it Kiss album no it's uh, it's a King Kong soundtrack <laughs> What? So, yeah, it's that's weird. The so, King Kong sound like the Jessica the, the seventy-eight King Kong. Yeah. I, it looks like maybe it was just some kind of like re you know reissue thing of you know. That, I, is that even a thing? What I, what I, would I, the soundtrack to the original King Kong? I don't even know. Be like the, <laughs> 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 it's a gorilla walking. You know who we got to ask is uh, comedy film nerds. Oh yeah, maybe they'll know. Mm-hmm. It. They're uh, they're uh, coming in. They'll be on in, in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned We're to Rock Solid. In. You heard it here first. So, um, uh, how about you go? Uh, I got the kickoff track from uh, an album from 77 called Little Queen. Mm-hmm. A couple of sisters from Seattle. I like to say that they invented grunge because <laughs> they're from Seattle. This is Heart, and this is Barracuda. Yeah, it is.
so good. You know, I I try to leave politics out of the show, mm-hmm. but uh, I love it so much when uh, <laughs> Republican politicians like try to co-opt these songs, uh, and the artists say, uh, "Could you please not play that?" Yeah, as much like Sarah Palin did. I love with, it uh, with yeah, uh, Barracuda. Jackson Brown has said no, Tom and, Petty, and, and, and I think Tom Petty, Bruce, Joe Walsh, <laughs> like no. It's very seldom goes the other way. Ted Nugent does not. Uh, Dennis Kucinich, could you not be? Uh, <laughs> yeah, could you not play Lingo Tango yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Cat Scratch Fever, please? But, so, uh, man, Anne's voice, she can still sing like that. She really can still sing like that. that you know, they, are they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I did. God, they, they should oh, be. Because they, 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 were, they were really pioneers, not just like, you know, I, I mean, not just, you know, women rocking out, but uh, they, they, like, they, they invented like a whole new way of rocking in a way. And know? it's so funny when you listen to songs that are recorded around the same time, and that was 1977. Whoever's behind the boards on that, that sounds amazing. The drums sound great. Everything sounds great. And then sometimes you get something that's like like some Kiss albums from yeah. the 70s sound like they did it, you know, in, in, a, in a closet. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the members and what? Dolls. They were just inducted. Oh, well. Oh, they were? Congratulations. Just at last. Yay. They got their, their memoirs coming out uh, next month. They're actually going to be at the Grove here in Los Angeles oh. doing a book signing. And in October, they uh, have their uh, new studio album called Fanatic. Which hold on, hold on. It's going to be I good. think I was wrong. I think I was wrong. <laughs> what if you said, no, I was wrong. They just died in a plane crash. <laughs> no, I guess they were, I think they were just on, maybe only eligible. No, that's not, that can't be true. In, uh, in high school pottery class, I made my mother a heart-shaped ashtray with the heart logo oh. in it. Cause, uh, Did your mom smoke? She was, yeah, she did. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, she smoked everything, but she was, uh, and, 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 she, and she liked to rock. All right, cool. So there you go. But <laughs> we moving on, Matt? Are you still looking up info? They were nominated but not selected for induction oh, in 2011. That, well, that's that's <sighs> stupid. In just that, that, the whole place is a sham. Well, that's like Neil Diamond just got a star on the Walk of Fame last week. Oh, and but you know, Paul Abdul got one yeah. 15 years ago. Well, you know, and Paul Abdul, whatever, but, you know, who's the guy? Uh, There's so many people there. Why do I have to take Paul Abdul? Down? <laughs> I don't know. She's the one I could think of. Carson Daly, you know, has probably beat Neil Diamond. Yeah, I know. One of those things. Yeah. Um, let's see. You're up, my friend. This is a song. This is like uh, the guy who wrote the song said, I was just trying to write the biggest, most bombastic song possible to, uh, you know, to like kick off this album. And I think it really succeeded. It's, uh, this, uh, I realized like, like we're coming up on 60 episodes in, like I really only like about three or four songs. <laughs> you know, I think of, but you're like I, girlfriend by Matthew. You, I mean, yeah. you're like sick of myself by Matthew Sweet. That's and, one. A, a few, a few albums. But, but then I think about other, you know, like I, I'm here to like try to introduce people to, to new music and right. they keep coming up with these same things. But and then I think about like, the Prophet Muhammad, he just had the one thing that he was on about all the time. We know, we know. Good example. Yeah, but, so uh, this is the, the the first song off the first side of uh, my favorite Decemberist album, uh, Picaresque. And the song is called The Infanta. And uh, what, the, what the Infanta is, it's like a little baby uh, princess or something in... Uh, you know, in Portugal or something like that, and they're and they're and and he's describing this big grand parade that they're having for the Infanta, and the chord progression just keeps going huh, up and up and up and up, and just tenses building. There's so many vocabulary words, so many like there's <laughs> opera singing, there's just every damn thing is going on in this thing, and uh, it opens up. Uh, you could uh, play like maybe just like a, a blowing of the shofar, and like oh, what's this big parade coming? Is there? Looks like there's soldiers and elephants and. Holy shit! So, anyway, let this wash over you. The Infanta on Rock Solid. Here she comes, 
Like after about six minutes, have a dictionary handy. There's a lot of crazy words in there. Did 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 it start with him saying, "Here she comes with Colin Quinn"? No, here she, <laughs> yes, on, on her back. No, here she comes in a palanquin. That's what those things are called. Like when someone's riding on an elephant, like in those little. Pretty like, sure it was her and Colin <laughs> Quinn on and riding Colin an Quinn. elephant. It might have been Colin Quinn, <laughs> but uh, so, uh, hey, shout! Hey, they made that's a, that's a, that's a new topic. Shout out songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, to Colin Quinn right in the middle of her song. Oh, like we're gonna it. play a lot of rap on that episode. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we Constant are. Uh, what you got? I got uh, I got two back to back from the same artist. This is uh, where where people decide that the uh, the the uh, side one track wrong side one track one song should start out with a uh, with a sound effect or uh, yes. something something. Okay. So here we go. Here's Billy Joel with "You May Be Right." What do we got here? Oh no, it's like a. Bottle. Was that a bottle breaking? What was it? That was a glass breaking because that it was off of the album Glass Houses. Oh okay. Let's hear it again. Stones. Right, cool. And then um, I had the chew bop of glass houses. And then, <laughs> and then this is uh, this is the uh, uh, side one track one of Nylon Curtain. This is um, Allentown. Oh, there you go. Ooh, ah. For my money, the most depressing song in the history of rock. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a town in my home state. Originally, uh, originally called Levittown. Oh, really? Yeah, but then huh. he changed it. Didn't sound as good. They didn't. <laughs> and then here in Levittown, <laughs> uh, Gary, the uh, Levitt showroom uses up. Uh, You'll love it at Levitt's. Um, <laughs> well, here's one that has like uh, uh, a couple of those sound effecty things at the top, and and. This is something so great. This is and this this is another album that I've played before. Okay, this is the it's second, okay. This is the, this is the other Gary, album. That I like. You're looking at the guy that plays uh, Queen and Cheap Trick every other show. <laughs> but it it uh, opens up with some kind of weird like digital voice uh, stamping thing, and then uh, there's a woman like it's at, he's at an audition and. Um, uh, she asked him, you know, let me hear you sing. And then is, is she had an audition with Colin Quinn. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, John Bryan, and it's from his album Meaningless. And okay. and, he, and it's uh, this is the album. Is this the album that's out of print that you can't find? It's it's hard to find, but okay. it's so worth it. Every time the song is good. It's got a cheap trick cover on there. Does, what, which one does he do? He does uh, voices. Oh, that's a great. Tip. And uh, but this is this is the first song, and it's and it's a great title for a uh, for a, uh, a cut one side one because it's called um, "Got to Start Somewhere." Oh, great. Eight p.m.
I just love that because it has, it has that. It's kind of like a, like an old showbiz phrase or something like, yeah, you got to start somewhere. Does and he? I, go ahead. Does he do many solo albums? That's he only has the one, and and That's he weird. did he did like the I Heart Huckabee soundtrack and the Punch Drunk. Lo- you know, he does a lot of soundtrack work and everything. That but, Punch Drunk Love movie. Yeah. There's music. I think constantly from beginning to end. I think maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah it's like a music video. I was like, I remember watching that, and I'm like, oh, I know what's weird about this. There's constant music. There's constant music. But this I, is like, is like Jesus Christ Superstar. But I think I think that woman at the beginning is uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cup. I think because they were they were like an oh, item at wow. the time. Oh, okay. So, oh, let's oh, hear that again. Oh, oh, Hold at on. the beginning of Punch Drunk Love. No, at the. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> this, yeah. Let's hear if that's her. Eight p.m. Okay, let me hear you sing. Yeah, that's yeah, gotta be. That her. sounds like her. Yeah, that sounds just like her saying 8 p.m. She's <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. smoking. <laughs> um, this is a band I, I I like a lot. This is from an album called American Cheese. This is Nerf Herder, and and this is I'm going to play like two funny things back to back. And the lyrics. This is called Welcome to My World, and I just I just love these. Their lyrics. They're not like a. They're not like a. They're not like Weird Al, but their lyrics are really funny to me. So here we go. Uh, Welcome to. My World. <laughs> no, keep it going. Oh, oh. Nicotine and the Brady this one's building the boat and I'm putting cups. Wait, keep it going. Welcome to my world. Non stop, no collection without you. <laughs> okay. I'm building a boat yeah. out of pudding cups. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Love, yeah. Then it, this closes with a rant on, on on the show Cheers, which cracks me up. <laughs> he says, "I hate that Woody. I hate that Sam. I, I hate that uh, and any and, and that dumbass mailman." <laughs> I just love Welcome to My World. I never heard that. That's another great yeah. uh, cut one side one. Yeah, Welcome I love to that. My world. Nerf herder is like if Blink One Eighty Two were as funny as they thought yeah, they, they were. <laughs> oh, that's great, man! I'm gonna high five you. Come on, let's do it. Top my brother. Now, um, now you know. Sometimes not everything has a has an opening. Everything has a start of something. Our our, our show starts with a song away. Yeah. By uh, by a band. What do they call hockey puck? Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> hockey. <laughs> and um, and uh, this is uh, there's another podcast uh, that's uh, that's uh, very close to us. It's called Never Not Funny. Yes. They start with a, a song written by uh, Jimmy's friend Daver. What's the song called? Mad at the World. Mad at the World. And. Um, one time, uh, uh, I had not made it into the into the uh, Never Not Funny opening credits. Oh, you know they have sound. Yeah, they changed. So it then right. I was just trying to to get into the <laughs> toss play, out some things, toss out some in. things, <laughs> and uh, a fan actually put together uh, a Never Not Funny opening with a. Uh, with just me, and I came across this. I don't know how I came across this, but I'm like, well, I, I got to play this. Oh, this is awesome. People might forget this, so this yeah. is a never not funny uh, uh, with Daver and Pat Francis. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. This has been one of those days. You're a jackass, Jimmy. For crying out loud, I know how to do it. You're pushing my buttons, Bonap. Oh, you can suck it, Pardo. God damn it. Well, Bonap, I've right never here. been more outraged in my life. Nothing's planned, idiot. You are out of your mind, Pardo. You've ruined my day, Bonap. You're never going to be in the open. <laughs> no, what? Really? Yeah, never. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
I hadn't heard that since the guy sent it to me. I just got a kick that's out of it. That's fantastic. And then I think we I think we did end up putting in. Well, that's disappointing. I think that is in one okay. of them. I forget which season, but. Uh, yeah, I still say that. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard when it when it happened. But sometimes when Zoe's really acting up, I go, "You're pushing my bond of buttons, don't I?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary, what do you got? Well, uh, Pat, you uh, you're familiar with the album Exile on Main Street. Of course I am. I loathe it. You love it. <laughs> Pat loves to naysay. Pat loves to uh, put things down. But uh, the opening song there is a song called Rocks Off. Well, and, that's great. And, I do uh, love that. And so there's this, uh, there's this uh, nerdy band I like called The Loud Family. And uh, they figure, yeah, and, and they're so like. From the Saturday Night Live sketch? No, no, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it used to be Game Theory, then they became The Loud Family. Oh, but, my uh, God. Are you still talking about Game Theory? I know, exactly, yeah. But they, uh, the, um, you know, Rolling Stone's the most dangerous band in the world like look at them and you get pregnant you know they're just like they're just, you know, <laughs> mad bad and dangerous to know loud family not so much but they figure like hey maybe we could like cop some of the stone swagger if we do uh rocks off so let's hear let's hear a little bit of their version that kicks off their album uh, what if it works <laughs> little harpsichord there Great song. Yeah, yeah, pretty like like faithful rendition of uh, of the tune. But here's where they betray their uh, their their uh, rock nerd uh, roots. Uh-oh, what do they do? Uh, the second song on What If It Works is called Song About Rocks Off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they just kind of no. like talk about loving it. And uh, do you want to hear, uh, hear a little bit about that? I mean, you should like seek it out, but just so you can. But it doesn't really sound like Rocks Off. It's beneath the eagle's wings. <laughs> two. One, two. Please stay. <laughs> Straight to Nerdville. Okay. Those are my friends waving wildly. Don't mind them. I told them so. Anyway, it's just kind of like a deconstruction wow. of uh, Mick and Keith's relationship with that's, ladies. I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you played the uh, the rocks off. First of all, Exile Main Street, there's 18 songs. I like nine of those songs. <laughs> okay. Nine of those songs I love. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot to play one. It's, uh, it's, it's before Barracuda. Oh. This is a, a class. I, mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but you know, yeah. The Rolling Stones, uh, almost all their albums kick off great. But uh, this is from 81 from Tattoo You, and this is, this is you, you know this one. That's all you need That's to hear. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> Start That's me up. I mean, <laughs> Keith has got those riffs, those licks that just, uh, you hear it and you go, oh, yeah. That's the Stones. That's now, is... is it makes, uh, a <laughs> it makes a grown man cry. It makes a grown man cry. Makes a dead man <laughs> cry. Come. No, it <laughs> makes a dead man come. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. What? I remember... That's the lyric. Makes a grown man cry, makes a dead man come. Remember they Dick, say that in that song? Yes. Totally. Oh, you never heard that? I've never heard Dick that. Dick Clark no. was outraged about that. I remember reading it in an interview. Oh, about. Dick. Why Your name's Dick. Your name is Dick. Dick. That's why he's outraged. <laughs> uh, now he's dead. Coming yeah. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Editing <laughs> happened. <laughs> wow. You got another one? Uh, yeah, real quick. This is just yeah, one of those uh, best song of the album ones, um, I think, uh, from uh, 83, Power, Corruption, and Lies. It's New Order. Age of consent. Hold on. Now you like New Order, right? 
Not really. Oh, okay. Oh, well, maybe you like this. Well, Matt loves them. I don't dislike them. I'm, I don't know why you had to call me out, though. <laughs> One of Matt's favorite bands. New Order. <laughs> love you. I like this song. You love them. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit of his plain tip wailing, and then I'll play my last song. I like his voice because he's like the less uh, dramatic Morrissey. He's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm a little depressed. You know, like, hey, no like, big deal. No big deal. And uh, finally, this is one of those that's kind of like one of those mission statements for the whole bands, but kind of like mid-career rather than the police. This is um, from the major label debut of The Replacements, and it's called Hold My Life. All right. Remember where that comes from, Pat? The uh, razzle dazzle drazzle drone. I don't. Time for this one to come home. Remember a uh, Tudor turtle? Help me, Mister Wizard! It was this turtle. He wanted to have adventures, so he'd go visit his wizard pal. Was this an educational show? It was a cartoon. No, I don't and remember. Then, uh, <laughs> I was watching the Mighty Heroes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, with Diaper Man, Diaper Man, Tornado, Rope Man. It was Baby Man. Yeah, Rope Man, Rope Man, Strong Man, Cuckoo Man, Cuckoo Man, and Tornado Man. Just five of them. Did Look it up, that? YouTube it. And Better Man. And Better Man. <laughs> better Man. <laughs> they, they couldn't better find Better Man. man. <laughs> it was, it was missing. Uh, missing all the time. But, uh, that, was, that marked like the, a gradual decline for the replacements. It's like, you are going to be the saviors of rock. Oh, we can't. We don't want to. We but, don't want to have that uh, on our shoulders. <laughs> but it should be noted that I wrote a very not good uh, unproduced pilot called Hold My Life. No, oh, well, congratulations. That's awesome. It wasn't good. <laughs> well, you made the effort. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to close out. I got two more. We're running long, but we did that re-record bullshit up top. So, But sure uh, is. this is where the uh, hey, <laughs> we this is where the, uh, the, the lead-off track of the album is so great that the band actually... Breaks up? No. Oh. <laughs> they, uh, they open their shows with it. Oh, okay. And these aren't the live versions. These are the studio versions. But first is uh, from 79 from Get the Knack. Let me out. <laughs> You can tell that this is not the live version because there's nobody saying, Play my Serato! 
Play Sharona. Okay, that's cool, Matt. Isn't isn't uh, Prescott Niles like a Never Not Funny fan or some? Is he? What? That would be some, great. Didn't somebody wrote into some? Anyway, maybe. All yeah. right. Um, and then this is uh, <laughs> probably another podcast. This is from 2002. I, I saw these guys live open with this. They played the intro from behind, like the curtain, and then when they hit the when they really hit it, the curtain drops, and there they are. And it was crazy mayhem. This is uh, Foo Fighters. All my life. Uh-huh. All my life, I've been searching for something, something never. People are going crazy. Oh my god! You could. It was like a curtain where you could see them through the curtain. Through this like, curtain, motherfucker! That's a fucking Foo Fighters. <laughs> I think Mike Schmidt grabbed my neck and twisted it at that point <laughs> as I was with Mike. <laughs> and this is where Mike Schmidt threw me over the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Food Fighter show. Yes. I was in the hospital. Love it. I like this show. This was, yeah, this was fun. Thanks. I like side one, track one. Next time we're going to do side two, track ten. Good, good. I think that'll be great. Closing, <laughs> great closing song. closeout song. Thanks, uh, thanks to you if you uh, if you recommended it. Yes, if that was your idea, uh, thank you very much. Thanks to all the new fans. Thanks for liking us on Facebook and writing reviews on iTunes. Following us on Twitter, and um, I've I've said my piece. I don't know if Matt Belknap has anything to. Uh, I got a play out. This is I just wasn't. Oh wait, what the what huh? the? Let's do a shout. Let's do a shout out too. Let's give let's give a shout out to someone who. Uh, who always is posted on the Facebook page. I'm just going to pull it random. I'm going to say shout out this week to Thomas Tate. Thomas Tate's Thomas always Thomas Tate, thanks for listening. Thanks for posting and having fun with the Facebook page. We appreciate it. Hell of a song pop player, that guy. Oh, he is? Yeah, yeah I'm not playing with anyone. I'm terrible, <laughs> terrible at it. All right. Um, I, like I said, I just thought of this 10 seconds ago. Here it is. Beastie Boys from their debut album. Uh, License to Ill, the song is... Oh, and by the way, I used to have... This is a little story for you. Um, when I was in sixth grade, I think, I got a um, an alarm clock that had a top-loading cassette deck. Sure. You would push it in like, like, a, <laughs> oh, like, no. a, like a car stereo cassette yeah. deck. You would just push it in, and it wouldn't even go all the way, and it would kind of come out the top. <laughs> but the thing about this, this alarm clock is you could set it to wake you up to the cassette playing, nice, sure. which uh, we all take that for granted now yeah. with like <laughs> iPhones and iPods. But, but this was time. crazy in 1986 <laughs> and 87. So every morning for, I think, a year and a half, <laughs> I would wake up to the, the Led Zeppelin drum beat <laughs> <All right. laughs> sampled by the Beastie Boys from Ryman and Steelin'.